Habits don't just happen. They're formed because there's a need, either consciously or subconsciously, to achieve something from fear or desire. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. Welcome to the Power to Live More In Between show. Every other week, I share an interview with an interesting guest sharing their top tips, tools and strategies about how they use their power to live more. In between, I share my own content along with a summary of the tools, tips and strategies shared in the previous week's interview in the form of Joe's Gems. Today we're talking about habits. Good habits are the mind's magic potion. Each day your mind leads you in a certain direction, sometimes by choice and other times in ways that you don't expect or want in some cases. You forward through your daily activities mostly by the habits that you've formed, such as brushing your teeth or having a cup of coffee at a certain time. Good and bad habits run our lives and you can create more good habits than bad if you find ways to engage your mind. It's not as easy as it might seem. The subconscious mind that you don't control has much to do with approving or sabotaging your good habit resolutions. And that's why so many people fail at a diet that they began in January. The subconscious mind wasn't really in tune and didn't really like the idea of being deprived of all the comfort and solace that eating high calorie foods provided. Since the subconscious mind can't be controlled, the only hope you have of replacing a bad habit with a good one is to override it. There are several ways to accomplish this and each involves a true commitment to seeing it through. And here are some ways that good habits can become the mind's magic potion and lead you uh, to to the success that you want. So first one is self-discipline. Unless you develop a strong commitment to self-discipline, your efforts to create good habits could fall by the wayside. Commitment means planning ahead of how to thwart that subconscious mind when you begin to weaken and have trouble seeing the finish line. Engage in the hardest tasks during your most productive time. If you're more productive in the mornings, engage in activities that are the most difficult then. And then you can quickly turn those into lasting habits if if you keep repeating those activities uh, on a regular basis. Quickly replace negative thoughts with positive ones. Negative thoughts can seem to come from nowhere. It's really your subconscious mind putting buried emotions into your conscious mind. Don't let them linger and sabotage your progress. Positive thoughts are like a magic potion to help you build positive habits. So keep trying to keep your mind positive uh, and, and replace those negative thoughts. Identify what you want. When your desires are firmly embedded in your mind, it's difficult to or more difficult to be led astray. So try to get a vivid picture of what success will look like when you achieve it and keep that image in front of you when you're tempted to go back to your old ways. Meaningful and lasting change can only succeed if you engage your mind and turn that into the magic potion for achieving what you want. So the good habits you form with your mind can lead the way to success and help you overcome obstacles that are shorter to get in your way. How to create lasting good habits. Those who live with an abundance of good habits are usually known as heroes. The power achieved from having good habits that affect your body, your lifestyle, your business are the ones that make you a winner, smarter, stronger and more able to face life's challenges. If you're a victim of bad habits and want to break out of the cage you find yourself in, creating good habits that will serve you wisely is the best way to do it. 
Here are some tricks that successful people use to create good habits that will last forever and lead you to the success that you desire. So firstly, never quit. Don't give up on yourself. If you want to be a success in business, in your life, develop a plan and stick to it, only changing it when you find that a part of it doesn't work for you. Eventually, your good habits will make it happen. Be specific about a plan, whether it's a plan to exercise more or create an online business. Have a plan that's specific, including the dates when you'll begin and the route you'll take to get to the finish line. Also include obstacles you might encounter and how you're going to deal with them. Use affirmations. Positive affirmations, positive sentences you recite about yourself and your journey, can help embed good habits in your brain. Use them first thing in the morning and the last thing before you go to bed to keep yourself upbeat and encouraged. Create steps that will reinforce the good habits. For example, if you want to succeed in weight loss, you could take steps to prepare healthy meals and snacks ahead of time. It also helps to clear your kitchen and fridge from unhealthy foods. Feed your unconscious mind. The conscious part of your mind is what you're usually focused on. Things like what you say and react to are a product of your conscious mind, while the unconscious takes over your emotions and the automatic reactions, such as driving on the road or brushing your teeth before bed. To create lasting good habits, you must cater to both the conscious and unconscious parts of your mind. Your unconscious mind must be convinced of your plans for creating good and lasting habits before your conscious mind can perform the actions to make them succeed. So that means you need to do quite a lot of planning ahead and thinking about what you're trying to do, why you want to do it, and building all of that in as you decide on the things that you want to do. Another thing I'd recommend is using a, a way of tracking these habits that you're trying to develop. So I use an app on my smartphone called Productive and I have the habits, the daily habits that I want to uh, complete each day written in there and I can tick them off as I do them and then I can make sure if I've done them all that I have a, a, um, a complete day and then I try and keep the complete day streak going so that uh, I get things done every day. And you know, if it's a question between, well, shall I have another glass of water or shall I go for that walk? Um, or not, then I'm sort of motivated to do it because I want to make sure that I've ticked all the boxes for this day on my app that I'm using. So there's loads of apps that you can get. If you do a search for um, productivity habit apps, you can probably uh, find the selection that are there. Or you can just use a piece of paper, write a, a, a list and create some boxes with dates on and just tick them off every day and keep it in a visible place to help you stay motivated to develop those habits. So there are myths and truths about forming both good and bad habits. You might think it is easier to form a bad habit than a good one, but in most cases that isn't true. Bad and good habits are equally difficult to change. For example, if you're a smoker, you probably had to inhale a lot of cigarettes before you got the hang of it and could do it without coughing, but you persisted and finally developed a bad and addictive habit. To break the smoking habit and create healthy ones, you're not only going to have to deal with the habit of smoking at certain times, such as in the morning or after a meal, you've also got the addictiveness of the nicotine. Habits don't just happen, they're formed because there's a need, either consciously or subconsciously, to achieve something from fear or desire. Bad habits can affect relationships, your career and your health, so you need to know the difference between the scientific facts of habit forming and the myths associated with it. The self-help book Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz proposed that a true habit can become a valid part of your life in 21 days. 
The theory is based on experience and not clinical facts, but the theory has been backed up many times in other forums. Having said that, it's also been debunked completely in lots of forums as well. Uh, So it may not work for everyone, but it may be a good starting point to think about doing something for 21 days. A scientific fact about making or breaking habits is that if you want to change a habit, the new behaviour must become automatic. To form habits that are automatic, they must be repeated many times, much like teaching a dog to fetch. As the dog becomes familiar with the process of throwing a stick or ball and catching it, he'll automatically get ready as soon as he sees you pick the ball up. The habits we form are carved into the neural pathways of the brain, and only through repetition will that carving become deeper and more embedded. It's interesting that the carvings that make up the bad habits that you're trying to break never completely disappear, although they do become fainter with the passing of time. People who've quit smoking many years before can slip right back into that bad habit if provoked. The reason most diets don't work is that the habits of eating high-calorie food is ingrained in the brain and in the habits of eating. A diet must become a repetitive lifestyle rather than a two-week weight loss miracle. That's why a lot of people talk about uh, a lifestyle change rather than diet nowadays. So scientifically, habit-breaking or habit-forming can only be accomplished by repetitive actions and much desire to make or break the habit. So here are some tips to help with your habit forming. So maybe change one habit at a time. Trying to quit smoking and eating junk food at the same time is setting yourself up for failure. Any addictive habit you have is going to need all of your focus. So just begin with that one habit until it's etched deeply in your brain and then start with another one. So even if it's something that isn't addictive and it's quite a small thing to do, then just do that one thing. And you can do one small thing every day for a period of time quite easily before it then starts to get ingrained. So take baby steps. So baby steps rather than giant leaps. And you can get where you want to get quite um, a lot faster sometimes, I think, with lots of little baby steps um, because you just keep moving gradually in the direction that you want to go. Whereas if you try and take big leaps, maybe that works to begin with, but quite often you get uh, distracted and demoralised and you don't then carry on because it's just too much effort. So maybe if you want to write a book, then commit to writing two pages a day rather than trying to write a chapter a day or trying to finish a chapter. You know, break down whatever it is you want to do into really small steps. Seek help if you think that will help, depending on what it is that you're trying to stop or develop. It might be that it's a healthcare professional. It might be a coach. It might be just a friend who's going to help you to uh, review and focus on that habit that you're trying to either get rid of or form. And don't become discouraged. Everyone's different. It might take longer for you to form a good habit than others. Some people might just seem to breeze through it. Um, But, you know, just stick with it and reward yourself for sticking to that and build in some milestones so that, you know, you know, if you've done something for 10 days or two weeks or a month or whatever, that there's something that you're going to get or do as a result of that, which will help to keep you motivated. Hopefully you found some good tips to help you with creating habits. As I said, there are some apps that uh, I use, one called Productive on the smartphone to help with monitoring my habits each day. Uh, Also, if doing something in small baby steps with accountability with other people is of interest to you, then you might be interested in going to getstuffdonewithpower.com and checking out my group accountability system where people in a group work to achieve small baby steps every day towards whatever goal they're aiming for and supporting each other through that process. 
So good luck with working on your positive habits and removing those that you don't want any longer. Joe's Jams. This is the part of the show where I do a recap of the key points of last week's interview, the stuff that I really liked and the apps, books, tips and tools that were shared. Just because you're a home-based entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to work in your home office every day. In fact, one of the advantages of working for yourself is the benefit of choosing where you work from one day to the next. Teddy Burris, who I interviewed last week, is a perfect example of a home-based entrepreneur working outside the confines of his four office walls. Teddy is a LinkedIn coach, trainer and public speaker based in Greensboro, North Carolina, who comes across as a true people person. He loves working with people and generally being around people. His unique style of conducting business is predominantly by working in coffee shops, cafes, public spaces, shared office spaces, and even in his clients' home offices. He enjoys helping others learn how to harness the power of LinkedIn and create value for themselves as well as their businesses. So I had the pleasure to interview Teddy last week to learn more about him and his business, how he manages his daily schedule and the secrets of success for his business while working in public spaces. The importance of self-reflection. As a home-based entrepreneur, it can often be very difficult to find the time to reflect on your day-to-day progress, successes and failures, to truly sit down and assess how your actions throughout the day have helped you to elevate your business, determine what mistakes you've made and develop a plan of action to prevent making them again. Many entrepreneurs, in fact, don't realise the positive impact that daily self-reflection can have on their business and overall life. During my conversation with Teddy... He explained his self-reflection process and how it's helped him to make decisions on where he can improve and elevate his business for future success. Tracking the big things. Entrepreneurs wear many hats, especially if you're just starting out and don't have a team supporting you. Sometimes those hats may get shuffled around, mixed up or even lost, which can lead to detrimental effects for your business. So how do you keep track of everything you need to do throughout the day to move your business forward? How do you make sure no hat is left behind, lost or mixed up in the other day-to-day responsibilities you have as an entrepreneur? Teddy shared some of the most critical tools he uses throughout his busy day that have helped him stay on task and organised, whether he's working with clients, giving a presentation or conducting a seminar. So he talked about using the Google Suite, Evernote, Slack, and Dropbox. He says he lives and dies by his calendar and that's how he keeps track of the things that he needs to do. He doesn't track the minutiae, the the little things, he tracks the big things so he can make sure that they get done and the little things just happen as the day goes on. Keeping self-improvement top of mind. Whether you're looking for ways to improve your mindset as a new entrepreneur or learn from other veteran business owners, entrepreneurs and freelancers, self-improvement and learning from others to improve yourself and your business are critical to your success. Teddy shared some of his favourite ways to improve himself and learn from others, which include reading books and blogs, as well as listening to podcasts and watching videos on YouTube. And he recommended a number of books, The Road to Devotion by Cameron Kent, Self-Reliance by Ralph Waldo Emerson, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, and also by Dale Carnegie, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. He also mentioned TED Radio that I listen to uh, quite often as well. The TED Radio Hour podcast uh, is a great one as well. And the Quote of the Day show by Sean Croxton was one of the ones that I mentioned. The value of associations. One of the most critical parts of working for yourself is to understand the value of joining associations, peer groups and masterminds. Within these groups, you can learn so much about yourself, your industry and how you want to build your business. Taking the opportunity to learn from other people who've been where you currently are in your life and business 
can help minimize the learning curve, help you advance and achieve success much quicker than you normally would by going it alone. During my chat with Teddy, he shared some of his favorite networking groups and associations that he's currently an active member of. He said, I hang out with talent developers, professionals who know how to teach and know how to share knowledge and engage or encourage. That's really rewarding for me to learn from them. I'm also in a book club with 25 other professional men. I get to listen to their ideas, their philosophies and learn from them. And he said his point is that there's lots of ways to learn and the most enjoyable for him has been hanging out with other smart people. When we talked about handling bad days, I asked Teddy how he does that. And he said that uh, they're a normal part of working for ourselves. And it's important, important to learn how to deal with disappointing times as well as turn them into lessons that you can learn. And he shared his favourite quote by Dale Carnegie, which helps him get through those tough days and onto greener pastures. And it was never criticise, condemn or complain. And he also learned from another coach friend of his to look at what's going on in your life. And if it's not going the way you want it, to not get all welled up in the negativity, but think about how you can change it, how you can look at it differently, how can you look at it, look at it in a more positive way instead of a negative way. And then ask yourself, how can I make it better? How can I change it? And how can I learn from it? If you want to contact Teddy, then he recommends just Googling him because he says there aren't uh, other people called Teddy Burris in this world. So that's uh, Teddy and then B-U-R-R-I-S-S is his surname, Teddy Burris. And he has his website. He's obviously on LinkedIn. That's one of his main areas of uh, work. He, he's also on Facebook. He has a blog. He's on YouTube and so on. So you can either use the show notes at powertolivemore.com forward slash 38, or you can just Google Teddy Burris and you'll be able to find him. All this information is available in the show notes on the website powertolivemore.com forward slash in this case 38. The website's a place to go if you want to find out how I can help you to improve your productivity, organisation, wellbeing, energy and resilience, your power to live more. So that's do more of what you want to do. If you're listening to this in the summer of 2017, you may like to know that I'm launching a new mastermind group in September to help business owners to improve your productivity, organisation and wellbeing to enable you to reduce your overwhelm and live more alongside having a successful career and business. You can find out more by going to powertolivemore.com forward slash mastermind. Again, the link for the show is powertolivemore.com forward slash 38. And we look forward to speaking to you next time. Use your power to live more.